few of you may have noticed this morning that you could not enter through the side doors here another broken pipe from earlier in the week. So uh, it's a little messy out there. Just ask you to stay away from it until we can get it straightened out. Uh, you can look up here at the ceiling and see that things are patched up, but you will notice that we do not seem to be able to match the paint. So they're going to give it another try here next week, and hopefully things will look okay after that. So trying times here in the parish with the weather, and hopefully it's uh, clearing, but they say we're going to get some more snow this week. But just pray that there's no freeze. We've had enough, believe me. Our readings today provide for us together some sense of the idea of sacrifice and the importance of it in our lives as uh, believers in, in a God who in both the Old Testament and certainly of his own son asked for sacrifice. And in the New Testament, if we are a people who are followers of Jesus, then we come to understand what that means in our lives, that, that we too are called to give of ourselves for others, not just those whom we love because they're a relative, but, uh, but for all of humanity. Our first reading today comes from Malachi. And the name or the word Malachi means my messenger. And Malachi is one of the 12 minor prophets of the Old Testament. And this particular writing was put down on parchment or whatever the material may have been after, after the Jews had returned to Jerusalem following the Babylonian exile. And the prophet witnessed, and, and what we're hearing about in today's scripture, the prophet witnessed how God had revealed himself to the Jews by bringing them out of Babylon and, and restoring them to their land. But he also pointed out a glaring failure on their part to properly respond to what he had done for them. So Malachi is observing that the services that were held in the newly rebuilt temple were not being properly conducted. Instead of offering God the best that they had for worship, which was the rescript that is in another part of the Old Testament, the people were being cheapskates, and they were buying less than perfect animals for sacrifice in the temple. And then... Look at what the priests are doing. They're taking the best of those animals for themselves and sacrificing the junk to God. Malachi also observed that the people themselves did not take seriously enough their responsibility to support the temple through their tithes. And so we don't hear it today, but a few lines later in Malachi, the prophet asks, will man rob God? And the book of Malachi appears just before the Gospels do. This is uh, the last of the books of the Old Testament. And so it, it gives poignancy to today's passage from the Gospel, again, about sacrifice. What, what do we see Mary and Joseph willing to sacrifice? 
and that is their own son, giving their son back to God. And Malachi speaks of the coming day when the Lord will present himself to us. And it is announced as a joyful day. However, in light of the conscious scrimping in the temple and the the people's lack of support of the temple, the day of the Lord's coming is seen also as a day in which everyone's attitude must be purified. Purified through fire, as we hear, just as ore containing silver and gold must be purified by fire. The Feast of the Presentation for us of the Lord recalls two Jewish parents faithfully fulfilling the requirements of their faith. But as with all feasts of our church, there's more, much more to this day than the memory of just a past event. With Simeon's warning to Mary, and he says, and you yourself a sword will pierce. We hear a warning. You know, we usually see the sword piercing Mary's heart only as a prophecy about the heartache that, that she will endure. But this is really a far more than a prophecy to one woman. The sword is pointed at all of us. And what Simeon is saying, what the scriptures are saying, is that one day it will run us through. And we could quite possibly die from the womb, a spiritual and an eternal death. This is a sword that is being wielded in a way that either will purify us or will destroy us. And Luke's gospel today intentionally calls to mind a sword in a parallel story in Ezekiel. It's called the sword of discrimination. And it is a sword of judgment. And it will destroy some, but it will save others. It will separate those who have decided for God from those who have decided against God. And so Simeon thus implies that that even Mary, the mother of Jesus, even she must choose whether or not to follow her son. This was not something that was automatic for her, but it had to be a conscious choice. And the clear implication is that if even Mary must choose whether or not to follow her son, then so must we make that choice. And every day we are tempted to choose what we want over what God wants for us and for us. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes like the priests in the temple and the the people not supporting the temple, our choices reveal that, well, sometimes we too, and I've done it. I I can tell you that I was probably one of the cheapest and, and most scrimping people that existed at an earlier time in my life. And I didn't see a need to support the temple, the church, or even to support what I knew God was trying to do in the world. 
You know, our financial support is not the center of our faith and salvation. But the quality of our support does reveal our choice and where God lies in our life. And Hebrews that we hear from today tells us to pay attention to the priesthood of Jesus Christ and to pay attention to the example of his sacrifice so that we can be helped to overcome the temptation to give God our leftovers instead of our first fruits. The self-sacrifice of Jesus is the standard of support for his followers. And Hebrews gives us the example of Christ as motivation toward what we might think of as an unachievable goal. The death of Christ. Jesus' death reveals how much we are loved and thus reveals how much love we are capable of offering in return. And God presents himself to us in many and varied ways. Simeon and Anna prayed to see the coming of the Lord whom Malachi and the other prophets had foretold. And how was it then that they recognized in one little baby the answer to their prayers? Well, we really don't have a clue. But what we do know is that they were looking. They were trying to find Jesus in their midst. And as we begin to see God in our lives, we're expected to respond as well. A sword waits to separate those who choose to respond with their best from those who choose to hold back and place themselves and their wants above the needs of God. And will we choose to be like the two faithful Jewish parents who took their faith seriously enough to make a return to the Lord of the most precious thing in their lives, their son, whom they presented to God in the temple? Or will we choose to penny pinch and be cheap like the people with whom Malachi was so frustrated? You know, have we robbed God by withholding? Or will the sword discern our generous love?